Time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, March the 27th, 2021. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I am Reese Boyd, your host, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. Welcome to another Saturday. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, as always, or lay back, whichever you prefer. Lay back, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in your world that we believe you need to know. And, oh, my goodness, uh, so much happening in the world today. It is mind-boggling, folks. It is difficult to keep up with. It is like drinking from a fire hose. It is really hard to even figure out where to begin this morning. Um, we, could, we could go on for days uh, this morning. We could go on for days and days. Isn't there a song, days and days and days? You're cracking me up early, Reese. Cracking you up early. Yeah. That's the voice of our mellifluous producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, man. I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about uh, the very first press conference. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We could go for days and days about the press we, conference. We really could. I mean, goodness. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I, yeah, I would I would say fact check, but fact check does, doesn't oh, even begin to. They fact checked him right afterward, and I mean, boy. Yeah. And some of the things he said were despicable. Uh, really, politically opportunistic, uh, just deceitful. Yeah, just really despicable. Can't forget about Despi- Trump now, can despicable they? Despicable me. They can't. They cannot uh, forget about him. Yeah. It is um, It is amazing the shadow that he cast over mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. And it just I think goes, they're still worried. And it, they are. They're clearly worried. And they are. It is amazing to me as I watched the uh, newscast, Glenn. That what I I kept thinking I'm like I can't believe we lost to this guy yeah I can't believe mm-hmm. you know and and then I kept thinking this guy got 180 million votes <laughs> this guy got more votes than Barack Obama the one of the most democratic uh, a popular democratic politicians of the modern era yeah I believe it yeah. I, I mean <laughs> that doesn't add up folks I, I'm you know what I was reminded of? You remember when we were kids and they had these 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 commercials would come on the television and they would sell you albums, you know, and you'd be these obscure people that you had never heard of, right? Uh-uh. And and somewhere in the midst of the commercial they would say, Yes, you know, it'd be like Zomfear and Zomfear and his magical pan flute. And and somewhere during the midst of the com- uh, of the commercial, they would come on and they would say, Yes, Zom has sold more records in Tanzania than Elvis and the Beatles combined. In Tanzania. Yeah, in Tanzania. And I'm I'm thinking, that's the kind of statistics (laughs) that we're dealing with here. I mean, it is unbelievable. I'm like, how did we lose to this guy? He did not get 180 million legitimate votes. I'm sorry. I I just don't believe there are 180 million people in this country that are 
that are that gullible. No, and kudos to Georgia um, for oh, doing yeah. a little action on the uh, voting process in Georgia. That's uh, ticked off a lot of people and made a few people happy. Yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about there. It's it's really unbelievable. It uh, is folks. unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. I find myself looking around and feeling like I'm watching a bad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like this cannot be real. This cannot be happening to us. And yet it appears to be happening. Yeah. I, I can't I don't get it. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty amazing stuff. So we'll talk about that. So much uh, to get to today. Of course, here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we are all about limited government, lower taxes, and all the things that equate to more freedom for you and me, all of us who are we the people. Folks, I say this every week, but I hope you believe it. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here. It starts right on the local level. It starts with you and me. It starts with each one of us. It starts at our kitchen table. It starts with each one of us who are we the people. And uh, somehow uh, this country is on the wrong track, folks, and, and we have each got to do our part to, uh, to help us uh, get it back on track. Uh, it's not, all is not lost. Uh, we always have hope. Uh, ultimately, our hope is, is not of this world, but we are, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep speaking truth at this microphone until they take it away from us, mm-hmm. which <laughs> could happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but we have got to stand up and, and be heard, and we've got to speak truth because what you are seeing, what the mainstream media presents to you, all so many things around you are what I call a construct. It, 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 is, just a, it is just a projection, folks. It is what people... It's crazy. I mean, it is just, I watched that press conference and I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that we lost to this guy. Wow. So it's just unbelievable that that's the world that we live in. But listen, we've got a great show coming up today. We've got uh, John Cummings going to be joining us in uh, the 730 segment. John is a former candidate for Congress. He actually ran against, of all people, AOC. So we'll have an interesting uh Interesting bit of uh, uh, conversation with John, I'm sure. Coming up in just a few minutes, uh, Mike Connett with the O'Ree County Republican Party is going to be dialing in. He's going to be talking with us about uh, reorg and the reorg process that we've been talking about here on the program. Coming up a little bit later in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking to Dave Wilson. Dave is the CEO of Palmetto Family Council. Dave is going to be giving us a legislative update and uh, we're also com- going to be talking about a mic, an event that Palmetto Family is hosting with a uh, special guest, Mike Pence. That event is coming up in Columbia in April. So we'll be giving you guys the details on that and letting you uh, uh, know some, some of the information about how you can participate in that if you want to, uh, if you want to be a part of the Mike Pence event for Palmetto Family. So I hope you'll stick around for all that. So much to talk about uh, today, a lot uh, going on a lot to uh, cover. I don't think we'll get to it all. The stack is tall. By the way, I want to apologize for not being here last week. We sort of had sort of an unplanned hiatus uh, on Saturday morning coffee last yeah, week. Yeah, but you know you've made it when Dan Bongino sits in for you. Yeah, I was getting text messages. You sound like Dan Bongino this morning, but it is nice <laughs> to know that we were missed. I got quite a few messages from y'all saying that we are an integral part of your Saturday morning. Thanks for that. He so. sat in for Hannity last night. He sat in for you last week. I mean, he's that's a, a big deal. He's a big deal. Yeah. He's a big deal. So, <laughs> But all that and more and your favorite coffee coming up on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. We'll be right back. Don't leave town. Now, my 
Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, this is Tim McGinnis at the famous Toastry in Carolina Forest, where we are welcoming in 2021. We hope it's a much better year, and we're starting it off with some great food like our Green Goddess Sandwich. Now, if you're a fan of grilled cheese sandwiches, this is like the ultimate grilled cheese sandwich. It's avocado, spinach, pesto mayo, mozzarella cheese, goat cheese. It's all melted on sourdough with your choice of a side. We have a lot of great specials going on, including $4 mimosas all month long. We hope to see you at the Famous Toastery real soon. We're at 2005 Oak Heart Road. That's in Carolina Forest, across from Ollie's and next to T-Mobile. Come see us. We're open weekdays, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., weekends, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm Tim McGinnis. Can't wait to see you at the Famous Toastery. The Famous Toastery in Carolina Forest, open for breakfast, brunch, and lunch every day on Elkhart Drive near Publix and Goodwill in Carolina Forest. The Famous Toastery. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down, it's cold and it's dark. But it knows his way around, and the mazes of the underground are no match for him. But it looks just like a traveler who hasn't showered in a while and been living in the ground. Milo is your best friend. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Milo is your best friend. want to give a little shout out to those of you checking in this morning on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Will down at Coastal Sports checking in. I don't know if you found me a 12-gauge yet or not, Will, but... <laughs> Appreciate a, little, appreciate a little update on that when you get a minute. Uh, Tim, the car detail guy, checking out. By the way, have you noticed how much pollen is in the air? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna get a little, uh, do a little business with Tim, and I realized there's like an inch of pollen that's accumulating on my car every day. Well, we we picked up our a vehicle last evening. Uh, uh, actually, Carol's. Um 05 Honda Element, and that thing looks brand new. That guy did a great job. Dropped it off yesterday morning, picked it up in the afternoon. Tim, great job. Um, Shine your light detail. Excellent. Find him on Facebook, online. Made it look brand new. And he advertises with us here. And he does. Good guy, and he advertises with us, and he does great work, and he makes him look brand new. I mean, it looks great. Brand spanking new. Yeah. So, also getting a shout out here from uh, Deb this morning on the on the PCRXcomputers.com. Biggest Text fraud line. perpetrated biggest, in the U.S., right? Biggest fraud yeah. in U.S. history. Andy Thompson, and he's checking in with Mo Coffee, Mo Tax Returns. Andy, it's that time of year. Make hay while the sun is shining, as they say. Good morning to you. Um, Marge. Marge. Marge checking in. Um, so good morning, Marge. All kind of folks. Larry Biddle. Looks like Larry Biddle checking in this morning, early this morning. Good morning, Larry. Hope you're doing well. So all of our uh, deplorables, thank you all for checking in here with us on Saturday morning coffee. Hope your Saturday morning 
is uh, getting off on the right foot. Uh, we're here to help you with that. <laughs> Liz is listening with the Liz, the queen the with queen, uh, Javi. The queen and Javi are listening. Yeah. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Javi. Hope you guys are also doing well. So one of the things we've been talking about here on Saturday Morning Coffee and also during our stints on the um, on the Liz Calloway Show, Liz has been talking about this as well, is the ongoing process of reorganization. That's where the uh, Republican Party, I think both parties do it. I'm, I don't really care so much what the Democrats are doing. I don't really know, but I'm assuming they're doing the same thing. But the Republican Party has been engaged in a process that we handle every two years. It's called reorganization. That means we reelect new officers, basically from the neighborhood level, the precinct, up to the county and on up to the state. Those meetings have been uh, taking place in uh, Ory County uh, this month. They started early in the month and they're continuing. Even today is the um, last set of meetings. Today, March 27, the last two precinct reorganizations uh, meetings are taking place. One is taking place in Carolina Forest. So if you live in a Carolina Forest precinct, um, and, and that includes the Carolina Bays, uh, the Carolina Forest 1 and 2, Coastal Carolina, Emerald Forest, all the Emerald Forest precincts, Forest Brook, Liz, Myrtle Trace, Palmetto Bays, Red Hill, River Oaks, all those uh, Socastee area precincts, Socastee 4, Wild Wing, Shell, Tilly Swamp, Hickory Grove. If you're, if you're in any of those precincts, uh, the meeting for reorganization of those precincts starts this morning, right after the show at 930. That takes place at the Carolina Forest Rec Center. That's at 2254 Carolina Forest Boulevard. So encourage y'all to come out for that. If you live in Conway or Aner, and you live in any of the Conway, I'm not going to read them all, but basically if you live in Conway or Aner, all of those precincts are reorganizing also this morning. That meeting takes place at uh, 10 a.m., and that meeting um, is at the Conway Rec Center. That's at 1515 Mill Pond Road in Conway. So I just can't stress enough to you guys how important it is that you get out and get involved. Um, There is so much going on and so much that uh, we have to respond to and that we have to be vigilant about. And the way you respond, the way you let your voice be heard is stand up, speak out, get involved. Don't sit this one out. As I say many times, democracy is not a spectator sport. And now is the time the whistle has blown. It's time for all of us to suit out and get in the game. Um, Joining us this morning is, as I mentioned earlier, Mike Connett. Mike is the chair of the Planning and Operations Committee for the O'Ree County Republican Party. And Mike and his team have been doing yeoman's work, planning and organizing and orchestrating, executing the reorg process here for the O'Ree County Republican Party. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, y'all. How are you making out today? Oh, we're doing great. Hope you are. You, I, I, I assume I, you're busy this morning and you don't have a lot of time, uh, so I thank you for I joining am. us. I am. In fact, I'm questioning my sanity because for the last month uh, we have been conducting these meetings, and I'll tell you, it really is exciting to see the energy that's out there and the people that have never attended one of these meetings before, and it really is encouraging for the Republican Party. Yeah. To see that much participation, it has been awesome. Yeah, I've been in, I've been involved in the party for quite a while, on and off for many years, Mike, and I and I I see more energy now than I've seen in quite a while, and I think folks have finally realized. I think November, January six, all the 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 sort of the the nonsense that's been projected to us since January six. I think it's kind of woken. Yeah, we're woke. Everybody's everybody's been woken up, and uh, and yeah. I think you see that. 
It has been terrific. I will, you know, every meeting I ask people to do a show of hands of how many people have attended Reorg prior, and then I ask them to, you know, if they have never attended to raise their hands. Every meeting so far has been overwhelming with people that have that was their first meeting. So that really is encouraging. And most people that have never heard of this before, once they find out that they actually have an ability to participate in the process, locally here is the most important thing. You can't do anything in Washington, D.C. or in Columbia right this minute, but you can have an immediate effect on the Republican Party on April 24th when we hold our convention and also today when you go and elect your officers for your precinct. So there's a lot of work to be done right now. Yeah. And explain to folks real briefly, because I know we're all short of time and you got work to do to get ready for these meetings. But if they're elected, say, their president or the committeeman for their precinct, what does that mean and what do they get to do? Basically, in Horry County and every other county in the state, we have uh, at every precinct, we elect an executive committeeman to attend the executive committee meetings in each county. So that's usually a quarterly meeting, and that's where we actually vote on conducting business. So the executive committee man is basically representing that precinct at our county meetings. Yeah. If they aren't able to attend, then the president will fill in. So that's how we actually conduct business for the county party. Yeah. And the county party, our executive committee meets in Conway about once a quarter, sometimes, you know, a little, a few more times here and there, but basically once a quarter. And uh, so they would be going to those meetings if they're the executive committeeman from their precinct. But it's, um, but they can also participate in the convention, correct? Absolutely. That will be April 24th across the bridge at Barefoot Landing. There's a beautiful convention facility on the left-hand side there. And that is when we will be electing our county chairman, our county vice chairman, and our county executive committeemen to represent us in Columbia. So a lot of good stuff going on right now. And they can also run at the county convention if you are so uh, inclined. You can also sign up to run for state delegate, which means you would represent O'Ree County at the state Republican convention in Columbia, which would be coming up in May. And then at that convention, we elect new officers for the state party, correct? Absolutely. And this is the whole beginning of the process. Now, unfortunately, we are only allowed 48 delegates to the state convention. So I've been telling people that want to be delegates to the state convention, you better do a little bit of salesmanship at the convention because we've only got 48 spots. And then after that, we have 48 alternates. So you basically have to campaign to get in that top 48 spot uh, because the way we do it is whoever gets the most votes um, for state delegates, that's how that all works, the top 48 vote-getters. And then basically we have alternates under them, and if someone in the top 48 can't make it to the meeting, everyone kind of moves up the line a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I've you may have heard, Mike, I mentioned already this morning in the intro where the meetings are today. But real quick, just remind folks of where those meetings are happening today. Okay, the first one is coming up right quick here at 930 over at the Carolina Forest Rec Center. And then we have another one in Conway for the Conway Aner area, and that will be over at the Conway Rec Center. So uh, we're we're kind of using both barrels today. Yeah. This is we're doing double duty. This is the first time we've had to do this, but it's exciting, and I encourage everyone to get out there, get involved in this, and participate. This is how you can get to the convention April twenty fourth. And I would also uh, mention that if you cannot make it today, we will be conducting what's called a makeup meeting. 
on April 1st out at Ori Georgetown Tech. So on uh, 501 there in yeah. Conway. So if you cannot make it to the, today's meeting, you still have an opportunity to uh, show up and fill out a form so that you can attend the county convention as a delegate. And I believe that meeting is at 6 p.m. on April 1st, correct? I think it's starting at 5.30, but we'll, okay. you know, we know that people have to go to work, and yeah. you know, they, might, they might be running a little late. So we started at 5.30 trying to keep it from being too gotcha. heavily congested. Gotcha. Well, listen, Mike, we'll let you get to it and get ready for your meetings. Thank you so much for all that you and your team are doing to conduct these meetings and all the work that you're doing for the Republican Party. Good luck to you today. I'm sure I'll see you at one or both of those meetings, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great, have a great day, okay? All right, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, folks. It's Mike Connett here on Saturday Morning Coffee with the Ory County Republican Party Planning and Operations Committee. Stick with us, folks. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town. Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. We're the professionals. We're there when you call. For your home or business, from jobs to big or small. Hi, folks. Berlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. Small-scale, locally-owned businesses create communities that are more prosperous, connected, and generally better off. When we buy from independent, locally-owned businesses rather than national chains, a significantly greater portion of our money is then cycled back to our local economy to make purchases from our friends' businesses and to aid our neighbors in need, and ultimately strengthening the base of our whole community. Carolina Cool is such a business, serving only the Grand Strand area. All of our employees are on payroll, live, and buy local. We're not part of a franchise or giant corporation. I'm Berlin Wolf from Carolina Cool. Please. Buy local. Keep your money where your heart lives. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool. That's cool. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.33 a.m. on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to thank Mike Connett with the Ori County Republican Party for giving us a little bit of his time this morning. He's busily, busily preparing for two reorg meetings this morning, all happening uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, starting in the 9 o'clock hour, continuing for a, an hour or two after that. I uh, encourage you guys to get out and, and be a part of that process. If you live in, in any of the Ainer or Conway uh, precincts, please get out and, and join us in this effort to reorganize the party. If you live in Carolina Forest, join us at the uh, Carolina Forest uh, Rec Center for that meeting starting at 930. So a lot going on, a lot to uh, a lot to be done. But, you know, you, this is where you start, folks. This is how you get involved. And I would remind you guys that uh, if you do get involved, I am, uh, I have 
cast my name in the hat to uh, run for chairman of the Ory County Republican Party. And so that is a, a little vested interest that I have in the proceeding. Uh, we've had a lot of bickering and a lot of things that have gone on in the Republican Party for the last couple of years that are counterproductive. We've gotten distracted, uh, sidelined. I, I frankly, I used to be very involved for the last couple of years. I got very frustrated with some of the things that they were distracted by, screaming at each other, uh, carrying on, and it just life's too short. So I've been uh, not as active for the last couple of years. They came, several of them, several members of the party came to me and asked me to consider running this year for chairman, which I have agreed to do. And I've been the, the EC from my precinct for, for many years, uh, but and I've also served in some other offices of the party. I've uh, been the EC to the state in Columbia, but they asked me to run for chairman uh, to this go around and, and perhaps in a little bit of a lapse of judgment, I've agreed to do that. But uh, I encourage you guys to get involved because this is how this is how we rebuild the party. This is how we rebuild our democracy. Uh, it, everything starts at the local level and we build up uh, from there. And we've been arguing about a lot. And one of the things I've learned, somebody called me last night and they were talking about the way we qualify people for the county convention and some disagreements over how the rules should be handled. And it's always been my understanding that in order to go to the county convention and to qualify to go to the, the state convention, you have to go to one of these meetings. And somebody called me. They were seeking some legal, practical advice on the rules and what the rules meant. And I said, and can we just sign people up by going out and collecting signatures on these forms that the party uses? They're called Form 1s. And I said, you know, it's always been my impression that you have to Go to the meetings. By the way, as we talked about with Mike, if you if you missed your meeting, there is a makeup meeting April one in Conway at six, at five thirty p.m. That's at the O'Ree Georgetown Technical College. So even if you've missed your precinct meeting, you can still participate. But uh, I was we were talking about that issue and and a lot of squabbling going back and forth. And I said, well, you know, it sounds a lot like ballot harvesting uh, to me, but you know, we want to be uh, careful about how we do things, but we want to follow the rules. But there's been a lot of, of, of bickering uh, over a lot of minutia within the party, and we're going to try to get beyond that. We're going to try to get beyond that and get to the things that matter, the things that will make a difference. Because one of the things I've realized in this process in the last couple of weeks as I have thrown my, na- my, my hat into the ring on this is we're arguing about a lot of stuff that doesn't really matter, folks. And literally, the, the survival of the country is on the line. We are, we are in a do-or-die situation with this country. We've got to fight for our liberty, fight for our freedom, fight to preserve our democracy, or we're going to lose it. And so, and again, this is how you do it. But we've, all of us who look at the world in generally the same way, who have a kind of a common sense outlook and a a generally conservative view of things, we're not going to agree on everything, folks. We may not agree on exactly how you run a meeting of the Republican Party. We may not agree whether we should do, do it this way or that way. Or we may not agree on exactly what financial transactions should be disclosed to the public and which should remain secret. Uh, that, all that stuff is tangents, tangential to the business at hand. The business at hand is uniting around the shared values that we all should hold dear. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and say and working to save this republic. So, you know, we, we've got to set aside the petty differences that we have been distracted by. We've got to get to work together uh, to save this democracy. We've got to focus on the things that unite us because there's a lot more that the folks with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the people on the hard left, they want to 
destroy this country. They may not say they want to destroy it, but they want to remake it in their image. And it won't look anything like what you and I know as the United States of America if they get their way. So we've got to fight, folks. We've got to fight to preserve our democracy. And uh, speaking of fighting to join our demo- to preserve our democracy, I'm joined here in the studio by someone who has fought the good fight to preserve your liberty and your freedom. He has run for Congress, which is uh, nothing of a small feat. He is John Cummings. You may not have heard of John Cummings. If you haven't, we'll forgive you. John ran for Congress in the 2020 cycle in the New York Congressional District number 14. Well, you may think, well, Reese, this is South Carolina. Why are we talking to somebody who ran for Congress in New York 14? Well, that is the seat held by none other than the infamous AOC. And of course, interestingly enough, John has now moved to the Grand Strand. Uh, our mutual friend, uh, a mutual friend introduced us. And so I got to know John a few weeks back and invited him to come on the show to talk about his experience. Good morning, John. Welcome to South Carolina and welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Reese. I appreciate it. Yeah. And so our, we, got, we have a mutual friend, um, Chris Neely, I believe, yeah. on the uh, Public Charter School Board. Uh, actually, he's the superintendent of the Public Charter School District in Columbia. And he said, I, I, a friend of mine has moved to Merle's Inlet. you gotta, you got to meet him, John Cummings, great guy. He told me a little bit about you, so we got connected. So what brought you to South Carolina? My wife and I bought a place down here about four years ago looking to retire eventually, and our plans got changed. They got moved up basically because I had to give up my teaching job to run for Congress. I wasn't expecting to do that. Mm-hmm. I had worked out a leave of absence with both my principal and the teachers' union, and I worked in a private Catholic school, the Archdiocese of New York turned me down. They turned the entire plan down. So I was there for 22 years. They said, there are no leave of absences, sorry. And I was in the middle of a campaign, and there was no way I could start campaigning every day at 2.15, you know, after school. Oh, my goodness. No. I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, so after 22 years, it was a tough decision, but I resigned. So I am, I am no longer employed as a teacher, and my wife has some medical issues. So we said, look, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just move up our plan? She's finishing up this year. I'm down here. Uh, doing, you know, running back and forth. She's coming down for the holiday. Mm-hmm. So she'll be down here for a few weeks. I'll drive her back up, get some more stuff, put it in the car, bring it back down, stay yeah. a few more weeks, get everything going. But uh, but it, it's it's such a great place to be. It, it's certainly different, uh, a different lifestyle. And, and one, of the, one of the things that attracted me down here, honestly, was the music scene. I, I sing. You probably saw that on my website. Yeah. And my wife is an artist. And of course, the art scene is really good with Brook Green Gardens and everything. So you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's just a great spot, a great fit for us. Well, well, I, I did notice that on on the website, and then of course, when you start speaking, I'm thinking, man, you got a good radio voice. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like that's yeah, a, that's I, a radio voice. If yes, I, he does. If I have ever heard one. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing radio and television up in Connecticut, a suburb of uh, Fairfield County, Connecticut, up a suburb of New York. I've been doing college basketball and college football for just finished my 27th season. Well, Fairfield where, University. Where, where is the accent? Yeah, 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 you know, it, it really is. It's very mellow. It's it, very mellow. It, it depends who I'm speaking with. You know, if, if I speak with, I do games up in, in Connecticut, and one of the guys I do the games with, Joe DeSantis, who was a great player in New York, grew up in the Bronx like me. Yeah. But he's one of these guys, you know, he talks like this. It just And as soon as, if I'm with him for five minutes, I go right down there. <laughs> That's I just, understandable. It, it goes right back to where I started. So, but yeah, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it, I love radio. Radio yeah. is a passion of mine. It always has been. And, and honestly, I miss doing play by play because they got, rid of the radio and went to streaming and i do yeah. television now and, mm-hmm. and and to be honest with you the, the money's better in television but 
it's 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 easier. Yeah, I mean, radio play by play for basketball is it, an art form. It's an art. It's oh, an absolutely. art form, and, and, absolutely. And, and I miss I miss doing it. I really do. But uh, I, I was I was as you said that I was thinking. You know, I was uh, accused of having a southern accent growing up, and then they said I, I moved to Boston for a while, lived in D.C. for a while. They told me I, I lost it, but but I get around certain people. You know, back home. Absolutely. It comes right back. It comes right back. So what possessed you to, oh, by the way, you've been following March Madness? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. It, it, you know, it's difficult. I watch as much basketball as I can during the season, but I'm usually tied up with my games. Although this year, there were so many of our games got canceled. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it was really, it was really, really a difficult season. It was a... a yeah, it was yeah. one of the untold stories. The, the sacrifices. I know there was a lot of a lot of death and a lot of suffering, and a lot of pain. I understand all of that, but what these student athletes went through, the quarantines that they were in for two weeks at a time to play games, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's been really amazing. Uh, the the teams that I all care about have been eliminated, but it's still been very interesting to watch. So, John, a lot more I wanted to get to with you. Can you stick around for Absolutely. another segment? So, folks, we're talking to John Cummings. John was candidate in twenty uh, twenty. For Congress, uh, ran against the uh, inestimable, infamable, uh, infamous uh, AOC. So we'll talk more about that after the break. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. It's Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here for a Real Estate Minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson team help them with? At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your home from a listing side because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters. And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team? Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com. If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693 or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like an awful daily and nightly. Will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights. 
And I'll go to the extreme I rock a mic like a man Light up the stage and wax a jump Like a candle dance Caress the speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly When I play a dope melody Anything less than the best So finally love it to leave Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.48 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Light up the stage and wax a chump like a candle. Wish that had happened in November of 22 for our guest in the studio, but he was close, did better than he was supposed to do. We're talking to John Cummings, ran for Congress in New York 14 against the infamous AOC. That's kind of like the infamous RBG, the infamous AOC. John, thanks for hanging with us this morning. It was great to be here. Yeah. Um, So what is it like to run in a congressional – first of all, let's go back to the starting square. How did you get involved? What what possessed you? Because I I use that word carefully, having run a a time or two. What what possessed you to run? Yeah, a little background. I was a New York City police officer for eight and a half years. I was injured in the line of duty, had to retire. I went back to college, got into radio, television, et cetera, and then – I always say, you, you know, God has a plan and you don't get to see the plan. That's <laughs> and right. I, and I ended up going back to my alma mater, the St. Raymond High School for Boys, as a, a teacher. And I taught government and civics and U.S. history yeah. for 22 years. And my students for years have been after me, Mr. Cummings, you should run for office. And the reason I only wanted to run for Congress because I was always just interested in, in Washington, D.C. and federal politics and national politics. And the reason I never really got into it was because Joel Crowley was in office there for 22 years. He dominated that district. Mm-hmm. He is the guy who fell asleep during the primary and lost to AOC in the primary. In the primary. In a, in a primary where there were over 200,000 registered Democrats and 30,000 people voted. That's how she got in initially. Yeah. Yeah, so, she, was, she was not supposed to win that race. No. The way she won was that he didn't show up for a debate. Yeah, He didn't even show up. He sent a representative. She did... A, a, a literal mic drop. She went up on the stage, dropped the microphone, and walked off, and that was it. And he was done. And you know, he was probably going to be the Speaker of the House, yeah. not Pelosi. Yeah. So everything would have been different. Yeah, that was a. I mean, that was amazing. That was a total. Yeah. And and that's how a bartender. Yeah, gets, and gets, it, gets elected to Congress. Well, that's what my students pointed out to me. They're like, you know, Mr. Cummings, you know, your excuse is really lame now. Now you should give it a shot. So I I got it in touch with some people and and. They introduced me to the right people, and we ran a campaign basically for most of it with five people, including myself, on the staff. Uh, it was amazingly successful. We raised over $11 million. We were everywhere. We were on the street as much as you could be during a pandemic. Yeah. And we got almost 30% of the vote. We lost two and a half to one in a seven to one Democrat district. Yeah. If, if uh, you had gotten, you and I talked about a couple of things before the show, it, it doesn't seem like you got much con- support in the media, even the conservative media. Yeah, not at all. Uh, we were on, there, there are six, we used to call them locals, right? Six local channels up yeah. there in New York City. And two, four, five, seven, nine, and 11. Those are the you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, et cetera. We got zero coverage from those six channels. Zero, none. Yeah. Absolutely none. There were two local cable stations. I got two and a half minutes on each. Uh, national media, I was not on Fox after the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I was on before March uh, Maria Bartiromo put me on Fox Business the week before, a great ten minute spot. But you know it wasn't it was. But we basically yeah. got blacked out by the New York media, yeah, completely. So so as I look at AOC and and I had the same very interesting thought. Here's an idea that just occurred to me, uh, John, for the first time, which is 
I was watching the president's uh, press conference this week, and I kept thinking the thought in my mind was, how can this guy be the guy that we lost to, right? How could we lose to this guy? And obviously, he is not personally in charge. He's reading. He's got a little card he's holding in his hand. He's scripted. He's been told what to say. He's simply – and so you get the feeling that it's sort of like this little Oz thing. Who's the, who's the guy behind the curtain? Who's really, who's really calling the shots? And I get the same feeling with AOC. Um, she was a bartender, as we just said. And so what, is, what do we really have there in Congress? Because she suddenly is almost kind of like the standard bearer for the Democratic viewpoint in Congress. She's becoming – and it's a, it's a hard left viewpoint. You know, and she's the one that gets all the attention. And and you and I were talking about this. I think that's why maybe the, some of the conservative media um, maybe didn't get so excited about supporting you because they like her as a foil. She's the you know, she's the poster child for all their fundraising. Yeah, I think that that Joe Biden and, and the congresswoman have the same script writer. I do. Yeah. I think they get their talking points and they go forward, which is why. One of the reasons why she wouldn't debate me, I mentioned that she became congresswoman because Joe Crowley wouldn't debate her. She refused to debate me. I understand why. We had the standing joke in the, in the campaign saying nobody wants to debate the civics teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just not a good idea. Not a good, not a good thing. And, and that was a no-win situation for her. But it was obvious to everybody that she was avoiding it. We challenged her to six debates, and, and she lied about why she wasn't going. She said she wasn't making any public appearances, and then she made one at a civic group. Yeah. And then we called her on it, sent out press releases, crickets again from the media. So so she did no debates with you? No, she wouldn't do it. I, I don't think I've ever seen her publicly debate anybody. I've seen her in kind of a talk format, kind of a Phil Donahue type situation with various folks. But I don't think I've ever seen her debate anybody. She did one for the Democrat primary. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was on Zoom. Yeah. Which is a t- that's a totally different thing. I mean, yeah. You have notes. You you know you can you can have your laptop there. You can you can do a million things that people can't see on that camera. Can't see. But she has never gotten up and debated anybody, and that's what I wanted to do. And and I totally understand why she avoided it, but that's really how she got in. So, what are the? Um, I mean, and and her as we were saying, her brand of democratic politics. Her talking points, the to- the talking points, frankly, that she and Joe Biden are talking from, they're frightening. They're 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 frightening points that talk about uh, anything from reparations to, you know, the the equity platform to the Green New Deal. I mean, you name it, uh, from taking away the gasoline in your car, uh, taking away your firearms, taking away your assault rifles. I mean, Joe Biden can't define assault rifle, but he knows he wants to take it away from you. I mean, their their platform would remake this country into something completely different from what it is. Yeah, and I ran on the exact opposite platform. Yeah. You know, I ran on getting back to the Constitution, on freedom, on liberty, on on personal choice when it comes to things like health insurance, you know, making it more free market. I yeah. mean, we talked a lot about that. The, the one thing about the district up there, it's, it's a heavily union district. Mm-hmm. A lot of union members up there. Yeah. And they have excellent health insurance and they've given up raises because they instead took better health insurance. And of course the radical left wants to get rid of private health insurance. They want to ban private health insurance completely and go to a, a, a socialized medicine. And I pointed that out. And I think that's one of the reasons we did as, as well as we did. I know everybody says, well, you got, you got whacked, but 
you know, when you get 30 percent of the vote, like I said, in the seven to one Democrat district, you yeah. made some you made some some moves in the right direction. The other thing was was charter schools. And she's again, she wants to ban charter schools. Yeah. So does Joe Biden. School vouchers, yeah. you know, completely out of that, out of the out of the conversation. I'm, I'm convinced you and I've talked about this issue. It was Chris Neely, the 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 superintendent of the public charter school district for South Carolina that introduced us. But I yeah. think I think education and education choice is the civil rights issue of our time. I mean, I think that is that is something that that's a hill we should be willing to die on. Oh, without know? a doubt. I got yeah. that question on the campaign trail. People yeah. want to talk about systemic racism. And I said that that conversation starts and ends with access to education. Yeah. You cannot have a serious conversation about that particular issue yeah. unless you address the fact that for generations you have people of color who have children who have stuck in failing public school systems for decades. So how are you supposed to correct that at the end of the story? You have to correct it at the beginning of the story and work from there. And these same people who go on and on and on about systemic racism refuse to cooperate when it comes to school choice. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. It's a, it's an incredibly important issue. And so what's the number one lesson you learned running for Congress? Curious to know what you'd say to that. That you need to listen. And, and I learned that as a police officer. I learned that as a, as a school teacher. And you, you learn that even more so as a candidate. You, you need to listen to the people and their concerns. And I think that's most important when you go into representative government. It's not about you. It's not about your feelings. It's not about your emotions. You have to listen to your constituents. You know, that's what this is all about. That's what, that's what representative democracy is about, that you have to learn to listen to the people and then bring those messages forward to the, you know the powers that be as yeah. it were so and, and i think that's really important I, I had a great time doing it i i think i got gypped quite a bit because <laughs> of the because of the restrictions on campaigning i mean there were no large you know we had no large rallies there was yeah. no no difficult to have a fundraiser covid made it hard it, it was it was impossible and there was no there was no studio interviews and you know i i, I think i do pretty well with in that situation so that so, certainly hurt us as well. Are, are you available for guest host gigs on Saturday morning? <laughs> yeah, anytime. It's, it's a lot of I, I love radio. You know, oh, like I said, it's been there a There you I, go, buddy. I, I, I may have found my, uh, my yeah. stand-in. I'll yeah, open I, the door for you. I did, yeah. uh, I did sports talk yeah. you know, for a while, too. And, Excellent. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. So what does the future hold for John Cummings in South Carolina? I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get involved. Uh, I've thought about it. You know, I know that, I know that my congressman voted to impeach president trump i was outraged that anybody even wanted to take part in that sham of an impeachment i mean i teach the constitution that yeah. entire episode was unconstitutional yeah unbelievable folks john it's been great talking to you um get involved in the republican party you can uh you can join us today at uh one of the reorganization meetings folks it's john cummings john look forward to having you back on the show come back anytime all right thanks for having me reese folks it's that's john cummings this is saturday morning coffee we'll be right back don't leave town Berlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. Small-scale, locally-owned businesses create communities that are more prosperous, connected, and generally better off. When we buy from independent, locally-owned businesses rather than national chains, a significantly greater portion of our money is then cycled back to our local economy to make purchases from our friends' businesses and to aid our neighbors in need, and ultimately strengthening the base of our whole community. Carolina Cool is such a business, serving only the Grand Strand area, all of our employees, 
employees are on payroll, live, and buy local. We're not part of a franchise or giant corporation. I'm Berlin Wolf from Carolina Cool. Please buy local. Keep your money where your heart lives. Now that's cool. Carolina Cool. That's cool. This is WTKM 94.5. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. Talk 94.5, the new conservative alternative. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.07 on your Saturday morning. You've made it to the bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sharing your Saturday morning here with us on the program. Always great to be with y'all. Just really enjoy hanging out with you guys. A lot of folks checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Kenny, the equipment guy, checking in. Good morning, Kenny. Bobby the Vapor checking in. Bobby, always good to share Saturday morning with you. Another shout-out to Liz and Javi enjoying Saturday morning coffee on the beach this morning. Dane checking in this morning, and uh, Andy already gave Andy a shout-out. All of y'all on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, thanks for Joining us here on the show, I want to remind you guys, you can call in. The line for your voice calls is 843-903-2945. And the number for that PCRXcomputers.com text link is 843-798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. You can also email your comments to the show. Love to hear from you guys uh, in that regard as well. It's ReeseBoydSMC at gmail.com. That's ReeseBoydSMC for Saturday morning coffee at gmail.com. And if you want to talk during the normal business hours of operation of the law firm, many of you call me during the week. The number at the office there at Davis and Boyd is 843-839-9800. Again, it's 843-839-9800. Uh, feel free to call me anytime. Love to talk to you guys about the show, what you like, what you don't like, or what we can help you with, um, uh, you know, on the day job. So what they don't like what they don't like. What? What? What's, not, what's not like? Yeah, what's not like? Yeah, my, my sentiments exactly. Yeah. Uh, now we always appreciate a little constructive criticism. We know we we <laughs> aim for uh, we we strive for perfection, Glenn, and yeah. hope that yeah. we will achieve excellence. Um, and occasionally we do miss the mark. So we're. We're open to that possibility. Always love to hear from you guys. Uh, good, bad, ugly, whatever. We love to hear from you. Um, also, uh, want to talk to you this morning about, as we promised you, it is the second hour. We're going to be talking to Dave Wilson. Dave is the CEO of Palmetto Family. Palmetto Family Council is a Columbia-based public policy uh, research slash uh, activist organization. I've had the privilege of serving on the board for 
many years at Palmetto Family, and it is just a great organization. You guys have heard me talk about Palmetto Family many times here on the program. I encourage you guys to get involved in the work of Palmetto Family. Palmetto Family is engaged in things like the Heartbeat Bill. Uh, We'll talk about that uh, a little bit with Dave, I'm sure. The Heartbeat Bill, other things, other legislation pending in Columbia that is of significance uh, to the family, important to the family. Uh, We're working on the human trafficking issue uh, in particular right now. That's something uh, that's uh, moving through the General Assembly. But coming up on Thursday, April 29, a special event in Columbia, Vice President, former Vice President Mike Pence will be making his first public speaking engagement since leaving office. And he will do that in Columbia. And the uh, event will be a gala hosted by none other than Palmetto Family. The event is called Guarding South Carolina Values, an evening with Vice President Mike Pence. So we want to give you guys the details on that. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, that's coming up April 29. Want to make sure you guys can put that on your calendar and, and join us in Columbia for the event, if you will. So here to talk with us about that is my good friend, Dave Wilson. Dave is CEO of Palmetto Family, and he joins us here on the program via the marvel of telephone. Dave, good morning. We love the marvel of telephone because the drive from Lexington, South Carolina to, uh, to Myrtle Beach is a great three-hour drive. Yeah. It's very scenic. And I, very scenic. Getting, very, very scenic. Um, you know, so leaving Lexington at 5 o'clock this morning, I'm grateful for the phone. Yeah. So, so we can talk this morning. Always, always good to have you on the show, Dave. Uh, tell folks, for those who may not know the background, give us a real quick uh, take from your perspective as the CEO. What does Palmetto Family, what is Palmetto Family and what are you all up to these days? We are the cultural guardrail of South Carolina. If you think about it, you know, when we were kids growing up, we'd watch something like the Roadrunner cartoons and you see the coyotes falling off the cliff and fall down and we all laugh as kids but the reality is reese we live in a time right now where america is careening off the cliff and the only way that we do the things that we need to do to protect ourselves is we've got to have the guardrail there to guide and direct us in what we're doing and so that cultural guardrail of south carolina is what how meta family is really about and it requires so much of us engaging with the community, helping people know and understand what's going on in Washington, what's going on in Columbia, and how they can get involved. And that's really why we're here. Yeah, and that's uh, an excellent summary of, of, of an extremely important mission. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Dave, you and I met through Palmetto Family, but I've had the privilege of serving on the board there for many years. It, it just is a is an in- I mean, it is an amazing organization, but also not just an amazing organization. Um, And you don't hear a lot about it because Palmetto Family, it's always interesting to me when a bill gets passed, like the heartbeat bill. And I mean, I'm not disparaging anybody when I say that, but it's always interesting to me, the people that that make a beeline for the photo op, make a beeline for the cameras, and they want to be photographed on that day. But Palmetto Family doesn't always jump to the spotlight but they're always, you guys are always there in the state house, working, you know, working the process, advancing the cause uh, of uh, conservative values, standing up for the family. And, and we don't, you don't always read about Palmetto family every day in the paper. So a lot of folks may not know about it, but it's a very important uh, organization. Well, and, and I really do appreciate that, Reese, because I think folks, you know, when you're listening to things that are going on in Columbia, you're sitting there going, what in the world are they doing? 
And a lot of the time, what we find is we've got to help people know and understand what's happening, the laws that are being passed. You know, you hear about things like the Save Women's Sports Bill, which basically boils down to this. Guys play against guys and girls play against girls in sports. It's a biological fact. XY chromosomes are different than XX chromosomes and things like that that seem to be so natural for us to understand. And yet a Republican House Judiciary Committee turned around and shot down that bill in South Carolina. And we got to be there to stand in that gap and say, wait a minute. As conservatives, we understand this truth here and we want to end the written law of South Carolina. So nobody can come back behind us and say, hey, well, no, I don't think that's what we're going to do. Yeah. The same with the heartbeat bill. You know, and it, human trafficking is another example. Yeah. And let me let me say this, because I think you say we're careening and I think and people say, well, that's a dramatic word. But I think that's an accurate word, because think about this. Oh, right? Absolutely. It's an accurate word, because let's talk about the save women's sports bill for just one second. Um, you know, it wouldn't have been that long ago if you introduced a bill in Colombia or anywhere for that matter, I would imagine, that said in order to play girls' sports, you have to be a girl. Now, that sounds fairly controversial today, but it wasn't that long ago that that would have been like, duh, you know, it wouldn't have been. And and it would have been, it probably would have been controversial a couple of years ago, but for the reason that people would have laughed. They would have said, well, why do you need a bill? that says in order to play girls sports, you have to be a girl. Of course you have to be a girl. And now not only is the bill controversial, but you can't even get it through committee. Exactly. You know, I, somebody asked me the other day, how long has this been going on? And, and this is for folks who are listening. Reese and I have a, a deeper kind of political history <clears throat> because we both worked for Carol Campbell. And I, you know, I was working with him in 1991 and I'll never forget, you know what it was like when he would walk through the door, Reese, and you could tell whether or not it's been a good day or not? Yeah. He walked through the door one day and yelled my name, and I walked into the office, and he had that look on his face. I went, what's wrong? He said, they took Bible out of the schools, they took prayer out of the schools, and they replaced it with this. And he reached in his bag, and he threw down a copy of My Two Daddy. Reece, oh, yeah. That was 19, 1991, and he had picked up the book in an elementary school classroom in Abbeville, South Carolina. Hey, Dave. We, 30 years ago. Yeah. we, um, Dave, we're going to take a quick break. We've got a hard break for a few commercial spots from our sponsors. Can you stick with us through a break? Absolutely. Okay, folks, we're talking to Dave Wilson with Palmetto Family Council. After these words from our sponsors, a little obscene profit timeout. We'll be right back with more Dave and more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday morning coffee, and we're here for a real estate minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson team help them with? At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your 
your home from a listing side because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters. And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team? Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com. If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693 or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is eight nineteen on your Saturday morning. We are talking here on Saturday Morning Coffee with Dave Wilson. Dave is the CEO of Palmetto Family Council in Columbia. And uh, just before the break, we were talking with Dave about the Save Women's Sports Bill, which was uh, recently introduced in the legislature in Columbia and recently failed to pass muster in the Judiciary Committee in the House. And one of the things, Dave, I thought was uh, rather startling to hear, uh, not surprising, but shocking, was I believe the uh, sponsor, the author of that bill, I believe she's from Lexington. I forget her name off the top of my head. Uh, Ashley Trantham, she is a representative from Greenville County. Yep. Out in the town of, small town of Pelzer. Yep, from Pelzer. And uh, right. she, as I understand it, received death threats for introducing uh, that legislation. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but that yeah, was... She, she absolutely did. Her her family owns a, a a family owned dairy in Pelzer. Cancel culture, Reese. Cancel culture hit South Carolina and the town of Pelzer when <laughs> Ashley Trantham's family business, the Happy Cow Creamery, got boycott threats. She got death threats. I mean, if you think about it, if that had been done from the conservative side in the opposite direction, they'd be screaming January 6th all over again, all over again. Yeah. And that's just that's where we are right now. Yeah. And, and, and it's 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 shocking and it's sad at the same time that we can't have a real honest discourse without cancel culture becoming a major threat against us. And again, it is not that long ago. I mean, months ago, uh, you would think that bill would not have been controversial. Um, you know, who would have thought that two years ago, if you'd introduced that bill that, I mean, first of all, why would you have needed to introduce it? But if you did introduce it, it would have been uncontroversial to say the least, because if you don't have to be a girl, frankly, to play girl sports, then why do we have girl sports? And why did we do all this work to create athletic and educational opportunities for women 
uh, to gut them if we're going to allow women's sports to be dominated by biological males. Exactly. And that's, it seems like total common sense, but I feel, Reese, more than anything now, especially as, as we look at what's going on around us, and we talked about it careening off the cliff, I feel in, in having conversations here in Columbia with legislators on these issues, it's like we have cultural vertigo. Yeah. Up is down and down is up. And this is why you, you talked earlier in the show about being involved in local politics, getting involved with the party. Mm-hmm. Because this is the place where the platforms of the party get defined, and you have to have that level of accountability at the local level so you can go to your local legislator and say, why did you do this? Yeah. What's your reasoning behind this? Yeah. If you don't know who your legislator is, they certainly don't know who you are. And how can you be salt and light in that environment if you don't know who they are? You've got to get involved in the process. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. Uh, that's an excellent point, Dave. One of the things we uh, talked about this morning are the conventions that the parties have. I would love to see uh, our county convention, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to move this forward, is uh, to do a platform resolution in favor of term limits, uh, to do a platform resolution in favor of a balanced budget amendment, and also to do a uh, a platform resolution. It's just, this has just occurred to me, but in favor of of this bill, this particular bill. Now, I assume we've got a roll call. There's a roll call vote of the Judiciary Committee that that reflects. I wish there had been. Yeah. Okay. I really All right. Wish so, there had so been. fill me in on that. What happened there? That's a curious so, development. So, Representative John McCravey, who is the chair of the Family Caucus in the South Carolina House, also sits on the Judiciary Committee. When the vote came up to table or, or to basically block the bill, he asked for a roll call vote. Well, you have to have five other representatives who will raise their hand and agree, I want to have a roll call vote on this. <clears throat> Representative Chris Murphy, who is the chair of the Judiciary Committee, apparently cannot count. I, you know, we, we have the video of the, of the vote. There were six, seven hands in the air. Apparently, he could not count to the number six. I think we need to return to Sesame Street right now when it comes to the House Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. because there were the hands in the air seconding a call for a roll call vote. But it was like they were playing chicken. I mean, let's just be honest. You yeah. know, when you cannot say, let's put this vote on the record, yeah. then, then where's the accountability? It was just swept Bingo. away. Yeah. And, and, and then we're like, okay, well, well, we'll try to bring it back up, and maybe we can deal with it you know, when we come back in the second part of the session. Because you know, folks at home, you need to understand this part. There's a, something called crossover. It happens on April 8th that says any bill that starts in one house has to be passed by that house to be able to go to the other house. It has to be passed by the end of the day on April the 8th. That's what's called crossover date. And so if that bill can't get passed through the South Carolina House to go over to the South Carolina Senate, it cannot be passed until the second half of the legislative session, which starts in January. So we're going to go an entire fall sports season where we're going to have this ability for biological males to still be able to play against biological females if the South Carolina High School League gives a thumbs up on it. And that's just a problem that we've got to deal with. Yeah. So I will post on our social media, uh, Dave, I'll post the members of the Judiciary Committee 
Um, and we can talk more offline as to other things that we can do. But, folks, I encourage you to contact your representative, write the members of the, of the Judiciary Committee, encourage them to support this deal, uh, this this bill. Again, a year, even a year ago or two years ago, this bill probably wouldn't have been controversial. And it's astonishing to me that these folks do not have the political fortitude, the Constitution, the stones, frankly, to pass such a bill uh, into law. It's just really astonishing. And it's been passed in other states and the world hasn't stopped. And, you know, and it's it's interesting uh, to me, uh, Dave, we're talking about protecting the right of a very, very small minority of, of individuals to basically dominate a, a, a system, athletic competition, for half of the population. And and it's just the, the equities of this seem so stilted, so out of whack. And yet this very small, very vocal minority appears to be able to dictate the terms of the, deba- the debate and the, and the public policy outcomes for all of us. It's really astonishing. It's really interesting because this same type of issue, if you go back to how did this get started, there were laws called – there was a bathroom bill in Charlotte, North Carolina several years ago. Yeah. And they were talking about sexual orientation, gender identity laws. Well, they now call that hate crime bills. They put a label on there, Reese, that says, well, if you don't agree with us, it's hate. Yeah. And when that starts happening, then all of a sudden, that's where cancel culture can turn around and just shut you down. Yeah. And that's what they're really trying to do is to shut down the voice of conservatism yeah. In America, one vo- one voice at a time. If you if you disagree with us, you are a racist. You are a bigot. You are a homophobe. You are transgender phobic. Uh, all of the all of those things, and it's as if right. it's not a legitimate political argument to have. And the marketplace of ideas has got to be open. And and the, the thing about it is, conservatives, we know this that when when the mark when we speak in the marketplace of ideas. We win every time yeah. so, when it's an open, fair competition. Yeah, that, they don't want to debate on the merits, and we've see that, we see that no, again don't. and again. The left does not want to debate on the merits. Um, so, And there's other things going on in Columbia. Dave, tell us a little bit about what's happening on the human trafficking front, if you can. So Representative Russell Fry has, has put a bill, and he's been working with the Attorney General's office to put a bill together that would basically put some very hard restrictions and consequences for those who are are caught in human trafficking. We have got to deal with these issues. Yeah, you know, you think about what's going on down at the border. How many children have come in? The, you, the, at the top of the hour, the news report was talking about the percentage of children who are coming into this country unaccompanied has gone up dramatically. There are human trafficking issues, and this is the, the sex trade is going on. And if you don't think it's going on. You simply have to open your eyes and recognize the fact that just like we've been talking about on these other issues, society has, is now exploiting children in ways we never thought possible oh, yeah. 20, 30 years ago. It's unbelievable. But and, and that's the place where we have to do the things that we can. And people ask me all the time, well, why are you fighting this fight? You know, you're just South Carolina. Well, the thing about it is if the U.S. Constitution – does not define a particular responsibility to the federal government. It is the responsibility of the state to step in on that issue. That's why you have different abortion bills in in different states. That's why we have certain things that say inside these borders of South Carolina, this is the law of the land. 
It may be different than what's in Georgia or North Carolina, certainly different than what's in California or New York. Sure. Because it defines who we are as a state, and that's why we have to guard our cultural guard, be our cultural guardrails, and guard our values for South Carolina. It's that important. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave, we have not yet talked about the event for Mike Pence. I want to get to that. I want to give you adequate time on that. We've got to take a short commercial time out. But, yeah, I will uh, love to hear more about that. Can you hang with us through one more break? I would gladly let you make some insane profit. That sounds great. Folks, we're talking to Dave Wilson with Palmetto Family Council. And after these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Full hours on Talk 94.5. One, two, three. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.34 on your Saturday morning. We are talking this morning with Dave Wilson. Dave is the CEO of Palmetto Family Council in Columbia. You can find uh, Palmetto Family on the web at palmettofamily.org. Really encourage you guys to check out the website, check out Palmetto Family, and get involved. And not only get involved, but support uh, the mission, the ministry of Palmetto Family. As I tell my church, uh, the legislative chamber is also a mission field. And uh, so I really encourage you guys to check out Palmetto Family and get involved, whether it's the heartbeat bill, human trafficking, or lots of other issues that will help protect and preserve the family. Palmetto Family is, is hard at work uh, every day. So I encourage you guys to check this, check them out and, uh, and help us out uh, there where you can. Dave, we were talking before the break about uh, several legislative items that you guys have been hard at work on. But let's talk for a moment about this big event coming up in Columbia. What's going on in April with Vice President Mike Pence? Thursday, April 29th at the Columbia Convention Center, we're going to be hosting uh, Vice President Mike Pence. It'll be his first uh, time of public comment since leaving office in January. And so it's a great opportunity for folks to come and hear from someone who's been a strong core conservative Christian voice in the public arena for the last 20 years. I had a privilege of being able to sit down with the vice president several weeks ago and just talk with him, hear his heart about why getting people engaged in what's going on and the process of politics and being salt and light in that arena is so important. So he's going to be talking about that. He's going to be talking about what it means to to be engaged in that and what's going on in Washington and kind of a view that he has similar to what we do with Palmetto Family, being the cultural guardrail, to so that we can not let our country go careening off this liberal cliff that is trying to drive us into something that we don't even recognize in America. 
And so it's going to be a really important time. People can, can get tickets if you'd like to sponsor a table or be a sponsor at the event. There is a link at palmettafamily.org. Tickets go on sale. As a matter of fact, tickets the, the ticket window opened up last night. And so we're selling tickets to the event. You can hear from Vice President Mike Pence if you have a company or a, a group that would like to sponsor one of our tables so that either you can be at the event or your pastor or a ministry organization or any other group of folks that you would like to have to be in that room with him. We're limited, folks, to only 660 tickets, period. And that is going to go and go very fast. And so we would love to have people come and be a part of that event from across the state so that they can hear and be a part of what's going on, not only from Vice President Mike Pence, but to really know and understand how that each of us has to engage to reflect Jesus Christ and reflect our values in South Carolina, where we are in our local communities, as well as part of the state as a whole. Yeah. And if folks want to sponsor a table, uh, Dave, how many folks can sit at a table? How many tickets does that get? So, with, so under COVID protocols, we were just over there Thursday afternoon, six people at a table. Uh, so we've got 66 tables that are going to be in the large exhibit hall. There's another overflow room. Uh, there as well, but it will be a great opportunity. In either location, you're going to have some face-to-face time with Vice President Pence. So if you'd like to sponsor a table, table sponsorships are available. If you go to palmettafamily.org, you'll see Guarding South Carolina Values is even with Mike Pence. Yeah. On the homepage, you can click on that. You can buy individual tickets. You can do a table sponsorship for the event. We would love to have as many folks as we can come to Columbia and be a part of this because this is Reese the launching point for engaging conservatives on the issues that matter, not only at the national level, not only at the state, but what's happening in your local community. It's like your involvement with you know, running as party chair. This is a place where people need to know and understand how to engage and what's going on so that they can be salt and light and hands and feet of Jesus in our local communities. Amen. And I think it's just amazing what a blessing it is that Mike Pence, who's been very quiet for a few weeks, it's been sort of a tumultuous time since January 6th, is uh, choosing to, I mean, obviously, to step back out into the public eye and, and say, you know, what's on his mind, what's on his heart, but to do it here in South Carolina and to do it in conjunction with a Palmetto Family event. What a, what a, great, what a great blessing and what an opportunity. We're really, we're really blessed to have him as a part of this. One, it, it shows the value that, that he is bringing, that he would want to come to South Carolina. We're outsized to South Carolina, let's be honest. Yeah. Because we're outsized when it comes to talking about politics because we're an early primary state. Everybody who wants to do anything in national politics eventually makes their way through South Carolina. And we want to make sure that when they come to South Carolina, they know and recognize that our core values drive our policies and our policies define our politics. And so when you come here to this state, no matter whether you want to run for president or you just want to be able to know what's going on on the national scene and in core conservative values, Mm -hmm. South Carolina is the anchor point for that for America. You know, know, if you take a look at it, Reese, we have an opportunity as this state to make a clear definitive, uh, marker in the national debate on any issue because we have the media come through here we have candidates come through here and they want to hear what we think and we 
want to make sure that they understand where we're coming from too. And that's just an important part of the process. Yeah, we are, we are a, a fascinating place. Uh, it's, a, it's always been, it's always been interesting to me, the love that people who have in South and the, the love that people in South Carolina generally have for their state. And it's a, it's a, it's a great thing that, that Mike Pence will be doing this year. And I believe there's also uh, a pastor's event earlier in the day, in addition to the gala event, right? There's there is. We're offering a a, a pastor's event for any pastor, pastor's spouse. Uh, I'm we're encouraging every pastor, their staff, to come to Columbia. We're having an event for pastors, absolutely free. It's going to be at First Baptist Church in Columbia. Uh, the vice president's going to be flying in a little bit early. We're going to have a it's not open to the press. It's a closed-door meeting for pastors and, and their spouses and their staff to hear from the vice president, to hear his testimony mm-hmm. of why he, 20 years ago, got involved as a Christian in the public arena, why he got involved in politics. He started off, you know, radio as a radio guy. Yeah, he was in, uh, he was in talk radio. He was in talk radio. I was like, I've got to do something more than just talk about it. I've got to get involved. Yeah. And that's the place where you look at what he's done and how he has been able to be as a as a firm believer in his faith to say, this is what I'm going to now carry out into the realm of politics and public policy. Yeah. And we want pastors to be engaged on that about 4 o'clock. There's a sign-up for that as well on palmettofamily.org so that pastors can come and be a part of that event and hear from him personally, hear his testimony about why he's been involved in politics for the last 20 years. Well, I, I'm just so excited about it, Dave, and I, I thank you guys for all the hard work you're doing and, and put me, or I should say put my firm down for one table. I don't think you'll need me to do more than one. I, I'll be lucky to get a table, I suppose, but put me down for one, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely look forward to seeing you in Columbia on April the 29th on that Thursday evening. And so I just want to thank you. And by the way, you mentioned something before the break, speaking of South Carolina, but you and I, you know, one of the great things about South Carolina is is the leaders that we've had the privilege of working for over the years. And one of those individuals was Carol Campbell. And and that that was a a great little uh, anecdote you shared. And and yeah, one of the things that we've both been uh, privileged uh, in our lifetimes is to know some, some really, truly uh, great Americans and some some great political figures in South Carolina, and he was certainly one of them. So I want to want to I didn't respond to that, and I wanted to give him a a, a little shout out there. Well, there there are those of us. There's a small Facebook group that you and I are both a part of, of alumni of Carol Campbell, yeah. and you know there are those moments where you see and you recognize where somebody takes what they believe and they live it out, and you know it's it's like your involvement in what's going on in, in the local party and getting people out to be a part of what's involved in getting into the, the, the party process. It's where you start. You've got to be a part of that. And, you know, folks, you listen to Reese on Saturday morning, but you've got to understand there's a long history of involvement and, and being out there that Reese has been a part of. And that's the type of voice that we need to continue hearing over and over again, encouraging you like he does every single Saturday morning. That's an important part of what we have to be doing across the board. And Reese, I just want to thank you for the years of service that you've put in with Time of the Family. 
but also what you do every Saturday morning right here. Well, thank you. I gladly will drink some coffee with you every Saturday morning. I I appreciate it, Dave. That was an unsolicited little plug, folks, but I do appreciate it, Dave. You are a gentleman and a scholar, and it's a pleasure to work with you in the in the mission of Palmetto Family, and I look forward to seeing you soon. So come back on the show That's anytime. Great. Thanks, Reese. Y'all take, have a great weekend. Take care. Folks, it's Dave Wilson with Palmetto Family Council. I encourage you again to check out the Palmetto Family Council website. You can find it at palmettofamily.org. Get involved in this event. Come be with the vice president in Columbia and get involved in the mission of Palmetto Family. Support Palmetto Family. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to call me at my office anytime. Like I said, I've been on the board for Palmetto Family many years. It's a great organization. And after these words from our sponsors, folks, we'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. More than 400,000 veterans call the Palmetto State home. That's why South Carolina is named one of the most military-friendly states. And that's why the South Carolina Department of Veterans Affairs is committed to making the Palmetto State a place where veterans and their families can thrive. Visit us online at scdva.sc.gov. The South Carolina Department of Veterans Affairs, where we lead, serve, and remember. Sponsored by South Carolina Department of Veterans Affairs. Attention, Horry County Republican Party conservatives and grassroots voters. This is a public service announcement from the Horry County Republican Party, your opportunity to participate in the most effective and direct process for changing the course of our country is happening right now in March. The time for you to take a stand is now. Please go to orrerepublicans.org for more information on how to get involved. The Horry County Republican Party is holding its biannual precinct reorganization meetings during the month of March to elect precinct officers and Republican Party convention delegates who will determine the direction of your Horry County Republican Party for the next two years. Please plan to attend your local precinct reorganization meetings at various times and locations during this month of March. You will find the dates, times, and locations for where your meetings will be held at orrerepublicans.org. If you want change, let's get local and become part of the nationwide grassroots force. The time for We the People is now. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here for a Real Estate Minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson Team help them with? At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your home from a listing side because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters. And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team? Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com. If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693 or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You've made it to the closing parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee, 848 a.m. on your Saturday morning. I want to thank Dave Wilson again for chiming in with us, sharing a little bit of his Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Dave is with Palmetto Family Council. And again, just encourage you guys to check out the event coming up in Columbia on April 29th uh, with Vice President Mike Pence. There is uh, a gala event in the evening and tickets are available. There's also a pastor's event completely free of charge for pastors at First Baptist of Columbia. That takes place at 4 p.m., I believe, on the uh, 29th of April. That's a Thursday. Reese, yeah. we need to go on a field trip. Field trip, yeah, absolutely. Because 396 people, by my math, can mm-hmm. can go to that event to see Pence. Absolutely. And if you guys want to want to join in the uh, in the event, get in touch. You can reach me at the office at 843-839-9800. I'll let you know what we're up to. I know we're going to be sponsoring at least one table at the event. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great evening and I encourage you guys to get involved. Check out Palmetto Family Council and be a part of that. So, um, again, but thanks today for just a great, uh, a great interview and, you know, a lot to get to. The stack is huge uh, today and we didn't get to much of it, but we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have another show next Saturday and we'll tackle all these issues again. By the way, Glenn, uh, you're a space guy. What's the, uh, what's your position on UFOs? Um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to take, we are not attack. alone. We are not alone. We are not alone. No. That's an interesting uh Interesting take. You know, there is um, there is a bill uh, in the uh, one of the provisions in one of the covid uh, relief packages, interestingly enough, required the government within 180 days to release in full a report on all that it knows about UFOs. Now, that, I saw that. I yeah, love it. That report has been in the works. And interestingly enough, John Radcliffe, former director of national intelligence, had a comment this week. He said, this is not trivial. This is not, uh, you know, this is not, you know, when, when back in the 70s, they had this uh, thing, the Air Force had this thing called Project Blue Book. And basically what they did was they swept everything under the rug. Project Blue Book came back and said, you know, I don't know what they found, what they didn't find. It was kind of, you know, before my time. But they basically came back and said, nothing to see here. Just keep moving along. Nothing to it. But you keep seeing little anecdotal, obviously, uh, evidence of, of of sightings here and there, but now the government, thanks to COVID relief, I mean, it's amazing all the things that we're getting accomplished in the name of COVID relief. Have you thought about that? Yeah, well, um, quite honestly, you know, Project Blue Book, I believe it happened after Roswell. Yeah, it, it was developed, but then we've seen recently some videos that were released from Air Force pilots. Yeah, with something going very quickly above the the ocean. Um, yeah, it wasn't a bird. No, it, it, it was moving way too fast since. And that, I learned that this week. I did not know that. But since 2016, U.S. Navy squadrons, multiple squadrons, multiple pilots, yep. multiple bogies operating off the east coast of the U.S. I mean, this is not, you know, our back door. This is right in our <laughs> backyard. backyard yeah. Were routinely encountering vehicles that had performance character characteristics that reveal them to plainly be not of this world because they're moving with no no apparent propulsion no apparent propulsion yeah. no apparent wing yeah. structure <laughs> yeah just and zigging and zagging literally on a dime mm-hmm. uh, making turns that physically would be impossible for any modern 
jet fighter. Well, you think about it. If there's hundreds of billions of stars, how could we be the only ones? It's just not. I just don't see where it's feasibly possible. Are well, we going to find life on Mars? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't think that would close the book on, well, there's no other life out there. It's, it's fascinating to me, Glenn, because I have always taken this issue with sort of a philosophical grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But Director of Intelligence, former Director of Intelligence John Radcliffe, commented on the report this weekend. He said this is not a trivial issue and that this report, in his words, was going to be profound and transformative for this country. So I think the, under the legislation, the uh, report is nearing the, the report must be released by June. And so they're nearing completion of the report and Radcliffe's already teasing it a little bit and saying it's going to be profound. So it'll be interesting uh, to see what does come out. There are people uh, that believe that. that all of our technology came from things like Roswell with our, something crashed and we got all this technology. I mean, you think about inventions. It's very odd back in our history how so many inventions and so many people came up with ideas at the same time in yeah. different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, they look at the you know, the temples. You get They're scattered all around yeah. the country and there's no way they could communicate back then. So, yeah, a lot of stuff like that that's out there. want to also touch quickly uh, another next item in the stack. Uh, on the Liz Show this week, we talked very, well, not briefly, but we talked actually at length yesterday about an article, very sad article by Jenna Farhat that appeared in the Sun News on March 24th. It was uh, about a very sad domestic violence incident which occurred here in Myrtle Beach, yeah. history of disturbances in the Myrtle Beach area at a home where police say a man killed his wife, that woman uh, uh, Tiffany Gwynn uh, was uh, killed. Her husband was booked and charged on Monday, uh, booked into J. Rubin Long, charges of murder and domestic violence. Uh, he is uh, 49. Uh, she was 49 years old. She was identified by Ori County Coroner Robert Edge on Wednesday as a domestic violence victim found dead in her home last week. It's just a tragic story, folks. The, uh, the Sun News article Again, by Jenna Farhat, uh, outlines the the long history of violence that took place uh, at that location in the many reports, many 911 calls. And and frankly, it's just a tragedy. And I was uh, we were talking on the Liz show about the story and about whether there were domestic violence shelters in O'Ree County. Now, I had a group. um, They came to the office. They came to the law firm. We were helping them set up a 501c3 to build a domestic violence shelter. I don't believe uh, that effort ever succeeded. They set up the legal framework. Um, We had somebody call into the show, into the Liz show, and say, yes, there are uh, domestic violence shelters in Ori County. But in fact, uh, looking at the list from just what I knew about the list when she sent it in, the listener sent the list in. I I think the list was out of date. Uh, The shelters that she indicated exist. I don't think actually do continue to exist. I have it on what I think to be a pretty reliable source that there are no domestic violence shelters currently available in Ori County for women who were victims of domestic violence. And it occurred to me, Glenn, we need a shelter. And so um, I want to try to put together a little informal committee. I'm going to contact those folks, um, but we need a shelter uh, and we need it. uh, And maybe we'll call it Tiffany's place. But But if you guys, uh, if anybody hearing these words wants to get involved in that effort, uh, do get do get in touch with me at the office and uh, we'll be putting a little informal group together and and seeing if we can't get uh, some funds together 
to build a shelter for women. Folks, women need a place where they can go when they're victimized by that sort of thing. On the other side of the coin, I want to remind you guys of a suit that is in the Supreme Court. And it's also, and tangentially, it's related to domestic violence. The guy's uh, suit of the sub, the subject of the suit is a gentleman by the name of Edward uh, Sinelli. And he was uh, reported by his wife as uh, violent and mentally unstable. And she claimed to be the victim herself of some domestic violence incidents. And so the police uh, picked him up, took him to the hospital. While he was in the hospital, the police went to his house uh, without a search warrant, without any basis, uh, any order of any court authorizing them to enter the house. They entered the house. They found two guns that he legally owned. He, he possessed those guns legally. They removed the house. Uh, they removed the guns from the house. They have kept those guns. So there was never a search warrant. There was never any lawful order uh, demanding that this gentleman surrender his guns. He was checked into the hospital under police supervision, but the police, uh, but the hospital later determined that he was mentally stable, that he was not a threat to himself or anybody else. And, and so he was released. And so he never did anything wrong. And his guns were seized. The The significant point here, this is completely unconstitutional. Yep. The police had no authority to enter his house, no authority to take his guns, and no authority to keep them. But they have, they have essentially stolen his lawfully owned guns. And the Biden administration has now uh, commented, appeared in that case before the Supreme Court, and said, that's legal. That ought to be okay. So according to Joe Biden, the police can come into your house at any time and take your guns and keep them without any legal authority whatsoever. That is the country that the hard left that Joe Biden and AOC want to establish for y'all. It's crazy. It's insane. And again, all the more reason for you guys to stand up, get involved. There's a lot more in the stack that we didn't get to, folks, but... Thanks for joining us. Great show. Thanks to Dave Wilson. Thanks to John Cummings. Appreciate Mike Conant and all his hard work. Join us today for Reorg and the Ory County Republican Party. Folks, let me leave you with this wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Saturday Morning Coffee. Join us again next week for more talk and discussion and edification right now y'all have a great weekend we'll be back next week but stick around for tom heron and up with america thanks for waking up with saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour on talk 94.5